Story number one. You attacked Earth. Written by Saiga123. Standing before the gathered representatives of every major power in the galaxy, the ambassador of Earth stoically stared at them. His face not betraying the slightest hint of emotion as the aliens sat nervously before him, some not able to meet his gaze for more than a few seconds, while others glared with open hostility. Clearing his throat, the alien which sat in the center of the long table stood and said, Greetings, Ambassador. We are honored to have you here with us in such a momentous day when the Terran Empire joins our union of civilizations. Getting no response from the man, the chairman of the union shifted uncomfortably under the human's gaze before holding up a document. Now that we have finished negotiating the terms of the treaty, all that's necessary is for it to be ratified by each member of the union and it would be my honor to be the first to welcome your mighty empire on behalf of the Raxium Dominion, he said as he made his mark followed by an official sigil of the empire he represented. Passing the document down the table, the other ambassadors followed suit, making a brief half-hearted remarks as they signed while others still begrudgingly scrawled their assent before shoving the document away in distaste, until they'd ended up in front of a reptilian alien who let out a snarl and threw the document away from him onto the floor. How can we even think of allowing these... these barbarians to stand amongst us as equals? Peace, my friend, the chairman said placatingly. We have already agreed. You agreed he said, as he cast an accusing gaze over the diplomats. But none of you are suffered at the hands of these savages as we have. Twenty-four nursery planets gone, reduced to ash and cinders, rendered uninhabitable by their war machines. You attacked Earth, the human ambassador replied simply. A few hundred thousand humans dead at most. The lizard man sneered. You wiped out entire generations of my kind. Entire broods culled before they even hatched. Never have such acts of barbarism ever been committed before you left that tiny rock you call home. He said as he pointed a clawed finger at him. You upjumped apes, commit atrocities, and expect us to welcome you with open arms. Demand that we follow the rules of war, that you are oh so proud to cast off the moment they become inconvenient for you to follow. Under your own laws, you'd be considered war criminals for what you did. You attacked Earth, the human ambassador replied, his voice carrying a hard edge which silenced the irate alien. Stepping towards him in a slowly and deliberate pace, the human ambassador stood in front of him and stared at the reptilian eyes. We have only been a spacefaring race for barely three centuries, our colonies extending only to a small corner of the galaxy. And when we first met you, we extended a hand of peace and you spat in our face. You attacked Earth he said as he leaned forward with his knuckles pressed against the table forcing the alien to take a step back and stumble against his chair. Before we encountered you, we were still divided, countries and companies warring over who got the rights to do any on every exploitable planet and then you attacked Earth. 
All of a sudden, we had a common enemy, and all of our tribalism became pointless. We no longer fought amongst ourselves, not when we had you to fight against. Bending down to pick up the treaty, the ambassador slammed it back down on the table, making all the delegates flinch and recoil. Do you know why we have these rules of war? Our species is built on a history of bloodlust. Every single one of these rules is in place to stop us repeating that history. We have committed genocide against our own kind, enslaved each other, warred with each other, slaughtered each other, tortured, maimed, and killed each other. We have these rules because without them, we would have annihilated ourselves before we even left Earth. But these rules are there to protect us from ourselves. There were never any provisions about how we can act in hostile alien force which attacked our home world. He said, his voice seething with barely contained anger, making the lizardman's blood run cold. Standing up straight, he continued, So now you have an entire unified human race outraged at this unprovoked attack against our home, directing all the anger at the union of civilizations, with absolutely no rules holding us back. Except for this, he said as he pushed the treaty towards the trembling alien. This treaty binds us all the same restraints that us humans have ourselves imposed on ourselves. So, I suggest you sign the damn treaty, otherwise you'll find out just why the humans need so many rules. Unable to bear the heavy gaze, the lizardman turned away and meekly signed the document. Good, the human ambassador said as he took the treaty and tucked it under his arm. It seems like my business here is concluded. Good day to you, gentlemen, he said before promptly leaving. As soon as the door closed behind, the remaining diplomats let out a breath that they had all been holding in. What a ghastly species, one commented. We should never have agreed letting them join us. The combined might of our union would undoubtedly crush the empire, yes. The chairman agreed before continuing, but at an unpalatable cost. They turned scores of planets in retribution for not even a tenth of a million dead humans. Imagine what they would do if we pushed into a corner. No, it is safer to bind these savages to us, try and civilize them, if not outright tame them. They are rabid beasts, the lizard man spat out. There is no taming them. Mark my words, these humans will spread like the pestilence through the galaxy until they are too strong for us to put down. We should act now before they turn on us. Glaring angrily at the lizardman, the chairman said, Then why did you sign the treaty if you were so against them joining us? Given the sullen look the lizardman said, It'll take decades, if not centuries, to recover from the loss of our nursery planets. We were not in a position to fight against such a savage species. And neither are any of us, the chairman huffed. Fighting these humans will irrevocably weaken our union, so I suggest you all get used to the Terran Empire. I doubt they shall be keeping to themselves. End of story number one. Story number two. Terrifying Humans, written by Arclight Magus. Humans are terrifying, they had all said. Keep away from them and deal with them only as you must. Being a younger hatchling of my species, I obeyed. It seemed sage advice, 
But there seems to come a time in all species' growth where rebellion is most valued, to be unburdened by the wisdom of elders. And so, to the space fort I went with these terrifying humans, and they were so disappointing. Certainly, they were larger than my species, and were so much but more capable, but it wasn't as though they could fly like us. Half listening to the history lesson, I heard the name of the humans came up again. The teacher spoke of Trigon Hamada, until some twenty solar cycles ago, something akin to a myth that even the elders had dismissed. But it was real. The myth spoke of a collective of space vessels grazing around the stars, consuming whole planets without regard for any life that happened to be there. Whole star systems left bare and occasionally an entire star being swallowed up by the Amada. We all thought a good joke a chuckle about a fanciful end-of-the-world story told to frighten egglings and with a very gullible. But it came... Their fleet was a space vessel seemed less than real at first, but the closer they came, the more real the threat became. We tried all manner of communications and got only one answer back. We do not care. We will take what we need. There would be no trade, no peaceable exchange. They, whatever they were, would simply take anything and everything that they wanted without regard for us. The Galactic Council began deliberations to decide if they should help or not, and so we, my species, gave up hope and resigned to simply building as many ships as possible and sending as many of our people into the stars as possible, that we might not all die. This did not last, though, as the Armada claimed even the ships and everything on them. We don't know what became of the people on those ships, but we know that they would never return to us. But then... The humans came. Our history recalls that we were buoyed by the hope of once seeing the first few human vessels arrive. But then, when they communicated to us that they would be all the reinforcements the Empire could spare at the moment, we were crushed. But it did not last long. The battle of humanity and the Trigon Armada over our world and our system is still unspoken of in hushed tones. Some of the elders who witnessed it speak of the great fires burning, of fierce lights brighter than any star, and even a few space stations' battles which occurred. The human marine, stronger and more powerful than even their baseline, tore through our space stations, destroying every being bearing the mark of the Trigon Armada. And, though we were not as peaceful race, our elders shudder to thinking back just the horrors that they saw wrought by the humans. Ten thousand vassals of the Trigon Armada versus fifteen of the humans could spare. It wasn't even a fair fight, not even in our own history books. The shells of ten thousand and three vessels littered our system, and the, to this day are still being salvaged, save for the three. With the loss of three vessels and the associated lives, the humans had defeated the system and of species enders. To even begin to calculate the odds of a species' survival, our greatest mathematician would have to set zero. But the humans came anyway. It seemed beak-wrenching to even think about the humans after that lesson, that we owed them that much and that they were capable of such impossible violence. After I finished my schooling, I decided I want to experience humans, the real kind, not just the ones written about in the history books. 
and so I went down to the spaceport again and found a park with some human younglings and their human minders. The younglings were about my full size, but almost certainly outmatched me by three times over, at least. It seems my kind was not a normal sight to hear, because they gestured for me to land near them excitedly. Cautiously, or perhaps incautiously, now that I look back on it, I landed next to them. The tallest one made an ah sound, and I couldn't quite translate when reached out and petted my head, slightly ruffling my feathers in the process. It was a strange interaction that had not felt so good, I would have been indignant and offended. I even accidentally extended my head in the neck up and got into more human patterns. After one of their minders called them away from me, it was only then that I realized how much danger I had been in and at the same time the degree to which I had exposed myself. It had felt so good, and I wanted more. It wasn't until the solar cycles and many snatched and somewhat secretive patterns that I learned that this was a common human pack bonding action and I was certainly not the first. Many of the human homeworld creatures were known to pack bond with various humans to get pittance. I even learned that I wasn't all that dissimilar to the human homeworld creature known as a uh, parrot, although from the pictures I've seen, I am a lot bigger than those creatures are. But while humans may be terrifying, there's always time for repentance. End of story.